Uh, yeah, all right, we are recording. Hey, you and welcome. My name is Mike and welcome to another episode of the That Chapter podcast. I'm once again joined by yeah boy Keith over here sitting directly across from me wearing all in black as always. He's got his tattoos. He's got his long hair. See, people don't people at home don't know how you look. Uh, think of a vampire. That's yeah. Probably, uh, yeah, probably close. You do, you do. Yeah. If you shaved your face, I think. Yeah. And a bit more clean shaven. Yeah, you would actually look very bit vampire. more blood around the lips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Get some long fangs. Yeah, you you would actually he's he's so he looks like a vampire essentially, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Uh so before you know. And um today, what are we talking about? We're talking about aliens. Aliens, boy. Kill them all, that's what I say. I'm really looking forward to this one today. It's going to be really good. Yeah, yeah, we got... Um, something different. It is something different, which we always enjoy, other than, you know, the usual kind of mm. whatever stories. So this one's a bit out there, a bit freaky, man. A bit out, out there, really out there. really yeah. out yeah. space. Yeah. <laughs> just to clarify, just in case you guys didn't get that. Um, so today, this will actually be a two-parter, um, because, you know, the reason why we often like doing two-parters is there's just, there's just so much there. Yeah. You know, you can't do it just this in one episode. Yeah. You really got to split it up. So want to get into the details. Time, yeah. Massage it in. You know, you <laughs> want to have a long, drawn-out lovemaking session. You don't want to be, you know, going in raw. Absolutely not. No. no, no. You, don't, you don't want to be. So, uh, before we begin, uh, I know everybody... By the way, oh, first off, I have to say, mm-hmm. because you know what my question is going to be, mm-hmm. how we start off almost every podcast, is ghost stories from Keith's haunted house. But I just want to let listeners know that um, if you go to the That Chapter Podcast YouTube channel, I did post a short of the video Keith sent me. I think I mentioned it like months ago. <laughs> the, the video you took in your attic. Yeah, we weren't great me. at putting it up. No, we weren't. <laughs> I wasn't. Um, I say we, I mean you. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, thanks. Um, so if you guys want to see that video, it's pretty creepy. It's pretty wild. Um, mm. It's like 30 seconds long. So go onto the That Chapter Podcast YouTube channel and you will find it there. And obviously all podcast episodes are posted there too, in case you're bored and don't want to listen to on whatever podcast app you Or maybe you are. I don't know. Maybe you're listening to this on YouTube. If you are, thanks. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yes, have you got any stories to add to take more pictures, by the way, because I can put them in the YouTube video. So for the YouTube videos are just kind of like footage I've taken and Mm. cool, creepy stuff. There's not really a whole lot in them because obviously it's an audio. Yeah. But I can put them actually in the. Do you know what I should do? Uh, Because I have um, have a baby monitor for for our baby. Um, Our baby. Well, not our baby. Our baby? (laughs) Question mark. Our baby? (laughs) We have had a a few drunken nights, you know? Uh, You never know. You never know. (laughs) But um, it's not really, it's more, we kind of cheaped out. There was a, like, a security monitor, like, to use for your house or your back garden that was on sale. So we mm. used that as a baby monitor. Okay. So it's a proper, like, high-tech security camera. Um, I like how you say you cheaped out and got the better one. <laughs> well, it was just, it was on sale. Okay. <laughs> it yeah, was a really yeah. good deal. I'd be stupid not to. <laughs> I know, yeah. You're, you're losing, like, you know, you're making money by buying it. Exactly. Like, really. But I should set that up in the attic. Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, she pretty much looks after herself by now. She, she's grand. She's, she's, yeah, she's yeah. fine. Don't worry about her. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Mm. Yeah, see if I can find we, should, we should do a live episode from... From the um, attic. Oh, by the way, so... Very hot, though. <laughs> is it? Okay. Warm, well, yeah. we're going into winter, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, but I do... So I don't want to mention any names. Uh, in the video I posted from Keith's attic, I blurred out the names mm. just in case some... Because somebody out there will be able to track it. I, trying, I know people out there. I've been trying so hard to find the names. I went to, like, our local library. And yeah. I talked to mine had, like, debt records. They didn't have it, so... Um, the next step is I'm going... I've been speaking to people who do, like, genealogy and stuff. So right. it came back with a couple of things. Okay. Uh, one of them could have been possibly, like, a, like a, a, a one-month-old baby. I don't know. 
Uh, that even, that's even creepy if there's dead babies in your attic. Yeah, it would be very creepy. It yeah. would be. I think uh, probably more creepy than if it was dead grown-ups. Yeah, I don't think I'd enjoy that. No. Yeah, so I'm, ho I'm hoping that's not the case. Um, yeah, but, but, there's, but when, there's two. There is two names. Maybe there's yeah. twins. Oh, the surname is different. The surname is different, yeah. But the date is the exact same. So mm -hmm. my next step is I'm going to go to the local parish. Um, yeah. And I'm going to see if they have... Because it's from 1936. Like, yeah. The house was built in the 1930s. So it's only six years later. Wow. So, I don't know what happened in those yeah. six years but uh yeah I'm, go I'm gonna go to the, the local parish next and i'm gonna try and find out uh if they've like death records or funeral records whatever right. back to that date or Why something not? maybe yeah. i'll look up like missing persons report in the local police station yeah Ooh. that's a good idea find out yeah. who these two people buried in your attic is oh um so for folks who don't keats your house is, is attached to, like another house yes so the wall where these two people are buried Oh, we don't it's, know. <laughs> well, let's just go. Come but on, they're definitely don't is. ruin it. <laughs> let's just say there. Okay, okay. It makes the story so much better. Okay. Uh, so the wall where they're buried is yeah. the wall that you share with your neighbor. It is small. It's so, yeah. but someone suggested because it's it's yeah, our the wall is a shared wall, but I guess it's thick enough if you want to put like ashes in it or something. So baby be, skeletons, perhaps. I really hope it's not a baby's mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I told you this. This is going to freak you out so much more. It's so much worse. Yeah. But yeah, like there could be like ashes and then they kind of, because you've seen they concreted over it mm -hmm. then. So like there's fresh concrete on the cinder blocks. Yeah. So I wonder if there's something, because I don't really want to go drill into my wall and then poke I out mean, my neighbor's attic. The fact that it's concrete. So you'll see in the video on YouTube, but it's like, you know, a wall, concrete blocks wall. Mm. But then there's the portion where these two names are. Mm. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's just, so it, it, almost like the blocks could have been removed and then they concreted over mm. a hole, a gap in the wall. Could have been, man. Could yeah. have been. We well, don't know. I'm, ho know. I'm hoping to find out, so. We, myself, and the listeners are eagerly awaiting your next update of Keith's Spooky House. Like, best case scenario for the podcast, there's a body in the wall. Mm -hmm. Worst case scenario for my personal life, there's a body in the wall. <laughs> so, yes. So I don't yeah. know what I want. <laughs> uh, well, I do know what I want, and I think I know what the listeners want too. But yeah, so no other haunted, creepy stuff going on? I had one, not me now. So okay. it was uh, my wife. She was in She was in the bathroom. She was in the house on her own. Um, uh, I was down at my parents' house with my daughter. And she was in the bathroom on her own. And it was like, it was moths again. But oh. a moth was kind of, the moth kind of came in and just started going at her. Mm -hmm. So she was opening the window to get the moth out. But as she opened the window, fucking like five more moths came what? in. Really? But then the weirdest thing, the lights start flickering. So... It was like she was being attacked by moths and then the lights were flickering. So just say uh, that is, I mean, like first, like they're coming after me, but now they're coming after my family. They're coming you know? out. Yeah, exactly. I, just, I won't have it, Mike. I won't yeah. have it. That's it. You can do whatever you want to me, bro. But you come after my family. <laughs> you got a problem. <laughs> yeah, you can land in my mouth. You can, the moth can die in my mouth. They can lay eggs in my mouth. You can do whatever I want to me. But well, you I mean, come after my family, <laughs> then we got a problem. Moth, if you're listening, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> Well, to get into today's uh, episode, now yes. that we've uh, faffed about enough, mm. today we are talking about aliens, right? We've talked about vampires, mm -hmm. talked about ghosts, Ouija boards, witches. Mm. That was a good one. Yeah. I, the Charles Walton one. That was a, that was a I do super interesting case. I do enjoy the witches. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to sneak peek. We're going to be going to Salem mm. uh, sometime over the autumn. Maybe Keith will be in a video for the, those of you who watched the That Chapter YouTube channel. <sighs> Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe. Nah, probably not, actually. I'm going to yeah, pick you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we should do another episode on witches, because it is fascinating. 
it just I feel I find it real nostalgic because mm. it, like I love Hocus Pocus. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And the witches from Rodell. So mm. uh, yeah, real nostalgic when I look up witches. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Well, here, listen, folks, you've heard it here first. Uh, there will be another episode about witches for sure. Probably not Salem because it's just been. I mean, we are going to be in Salem and filming, but it's, it's, been, just, done it's yeah. been done to death. We will do it in a video, but in a yeah. podcast, it's just like just so many other interesting stories in which to tell. There's, there's loads in the UK. We kind of touched there's on it briefly. In... Matthew Hopkins. Yes, Matty Hoppy. Yeah, he the was witch a cool finder dude. general. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty badass. Well, there's the witch in Kilkenny. I've been oh, wanting to cover in a yeah. video for a while, but we could also do a podcast. Uh, yeah. Alice Kittler. Kittler's yes. in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been in that pub. It's lovely. Yeah. I've never actually been in it. I've walked past it a million times. So it's a pub in the city of Kilkenny and the logo is a black cat because mm. Alice Kittler was a witch in the city of Kilkenny, which is a city in Ireland. And, um, she was never been found. But mm. her little apprentice witch, Petronella, was burnt at the stake. Yeah, she was found. <laughs> yeah, she was found. There was like a couple, good couple of people died. I think they believed she was poisoning yeah. people. Ah, here. Okay. Spoiler alert. That's another episode. All right. That's the, let's get into actually what we're supposed to be talking about. Right. We're How far are we like, in now? Yeah, we're like 10 minutes in. Right. We haven't gotten to the point of this episode. All right. So aliens, guys. Very dramatically terrible, um, you know, changing the subject. But uh, aliens is what we're actually Not a great segue. No, <laughs> terrible segue. That was worse than worse. Um, so, Keith, do yep. you believe in aliens? Let me ask you that. I do. Now, like, so I believe there has to be some other life out there in the universe. Like, the probability, it's just there. If you look at it this way, so, like, the observable universe, it's this ball-shaped region. And it has, like, a diameter that's, it's a big sphere. And it's, uh, it's around like 46 billion light years across. Now I know like these kind of numbers, they're like incomprehensible mm. uh, for us to understand. But I guess like if you think about it like this, well, first, I guess it's important to just understand the jump there is between a million, a billion and a trillion. So a million seconds. How many days do you think a million seconds is? A million seconds, he asks me. Uh, I would say a million seconds is one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Um, Longest podcast ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Counting to a million of that podcast. That, pretty, that video would probably go viral. Um, <laughs> Mr. Beast done nothing. He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, like a week? A million seconds Close, is yeah, like a yeah. week inside? So a million seconds is about 12 days. 12 days, okay. So a billion seconds in. How long do you think a billion seconds? Billion is? seconds. Well, how many millions in a billion? Uh, like a thousand million? Yeah. So, I don't know, a thousand weeks? I don't, know, uh, I don't know, like 10 years? It's 31 years. 31 years, wow. And then another jump, a trillion seconds is 31,000 years. Wow, so okay. Earth is part of the Milky Way galaxy. And within our galaxy, there are, there are 100 billion stars. And there are about 2 trillion galaxies in the observable universe. And so using our own galaxy as like a model, we can say there, there are approximately 200 billion trillion stars in the universe. Or to put it another way, 200 sextillion, which is, of course, the sexiest number. Very sexy. So to understand what one sextillion is, it's the total number grains of sand on Earth. Roughly. No one counted it. Yeah, exactly. So how can we be sure? (laughs) Some guy, Jim, he counted it. Yeah. So 200 times the total number of grains of sand on Earth is the number of stars in the observable universe. Wow. So, and that's just the stars. This does include the planets around Mm. these suns. So yeah, this is why I believe that there has to be some other life out there. Like the probability is just there. It's yeah, huge. the, the numbers are on, huge. on that side. Yeah, now, like sure. I guess whether aliens have visited Earth, I don't know. Um, and if they did, why did they keep visiting the United States? Like the majority of sightings, it's always in the United States. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't know why they ever come to Ireland. Like, little green people, they'd fit right they, in. They, that's probably it. They've probably been here the whole time. Oh, um, leprechauns. Yes. Maybe yeah, leprechauns I've are aliens. Heard before. I've heard really? that theory before that leprechauns are aliens. It yeah, could be, yeah. yeah. The exciting them stuff. You know, I always think that it's probably, well, for a start, we live in a Western country, mm. so it's just going to be, you're going to hear about it. I mean, we don't hear about all the alien sightings in Chinese because I don't speak Mandarin. So, you know what I mean? Um, so that's probably one reason why. Two, I think, is that it's probably a cultural thing as well. Mm. Like in other countries, alien sightings might be put down to religious things or, um, you know, other stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I just think it's just the culture and stuff like that that we live in is wider, just more seen in America. I mean, because like the UK is a lot of yeah. uh, sightings there too. And maybe the other countries just don't give a shit. They just don't report it. Maybe. Brazil actually has a lot too. That is a hell of a lot of That is true, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just more populated as well, you know. Yeah, yeah. America's... I suppose, yeah, Ireland's just a tiny little rock. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. To, yeah. Although I should ask my brother, who's a pilot, he says he's seen some weird shit out there. Oh, yeah, we should actually. Fine, yeah. yeah. We should yeah. get him on. We should, yeah, tell yeah. some alien stories. Mm. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely think that aliens are real. And when I say aliens, I don't mean no bacteria on Mars. I actually mean, yeah. Life forms. Life forms. Intelligent. Are they interdimensional beings or anything like that? I don't know. Because it's interesting. That's really been in the news lately. There was a recent congressional hearing in the USA featuring uh, retired Major David Grush. Mm. That was pretty mind-blowing. Like, I'm amazed this wasn't bigger news than it was. That literally a retired military man was under oath talking about aliens, like, for the first time. Yeah. And this wasn't, like, blowing everybody's mind. Because I remember yeah. me, me and you were talking about it. This is why we decided to do the podcast. Exactly. Uh, on the aliens. We were, we were having a couple of pints and we were like, this is crazy. Exactly. Why is no one talking Nobody this? Nobody else gave like, a shit. We should talk. About. exactly yeah i know i was i mind i was like i think i was watching it live and i was like this is huge mm. news like he he went up there he he was a whistleblower um and he said that you know the u.s some other countries and private companies do indeed have unidentified aerial phenomena in their possession what's more the u.s has retrieved non-human biological matter from the pilots mm. of these uaps unidentified aerial so like that's crazy there's been a lot of like character assassination about him I know coming yeah. out lately about like some you know mental health difficulties mm. and stuff like that but I mean he was there he was under oath yeah, this yeah. isn't like it's not some loony loony tune coming on yeah. talking in front of all these politicians yeah. like he's obviously he's a proper person he's a, he's, yeah, he's yeah. a real person a real put together person yeah. exactly yeah yeah so he just, you know, he said he didn't see any of it but he says he interviewed people who did and yeah it's, it's crazy stuff like I think it's as real as it gets he talked about people being intimidated out of speaking about it he was even asked if anyone had been murdered in relation to this, and he, he refused to comment on mm. the question, which was like, yeah, people have been, like, yeah. murdered. Silenced. Silent, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I wonder if David Grush himself will get suicided, drive out to the woods Ooh. and put five rounds into the back of his own head. It was, it was a suicide, idea. Yeah. yeah, of course, he did. <laughs> co complete accident. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> you know, it, it's crazy. And, you know, pilots and engineers have come out saying they've spotted aircraft that's able to move in ways that are beyond our current understanding of physics. Uh, how we understand the universe works yeah, yeah. based on physics. And they, so we don't know anything. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's crazy. Like, if they're doing things that shouldn't be possible. We don't know what it is. Yeah, that's insane. He did say non-human biological matter. Yeah. Might be aliens. Maybe cats got smarter. Could be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Planet feliner. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? It's mad, though. It's really interesting. It's it's just as mind-blowing to me how this is not, like, major news yeah, yeah. everywhere. Like, mm. everybody should be fascinated by this. Yeah, I remember I was watching it. I was like, how is this not on the cover of front newspapers and shit like that? Yeah, yeah. Like, And it's not. It's like, 
It's like, oh, aliens are real. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. This is like changing everything about how yeah, we understand. Like just happened like, 30 years ago. No, like, everyone, everyone would be going crazy. But that's maybe why they waited so long. Yeah. Kind of society needed to get to a point where we just don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> it's like, aliens are out. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's but That's the next know, move for us, I yeah. guess. Yeah. The, the planet is dying and there's a new iPhone coming out. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I think that's what people are giving more of a shit about lately. So anyway, right, let's get to uh, the point of today's episode and the story we are telling, which is the Hopkinsville Goblins, also known as the Kelly Hopkinsville Encounter, mm. which is a famous, if not one of the most famous, UFO and alien encounter stories that allegedly, and by allegedly, I mean really did happen. Everything you read here is fact. This is a story that took place on the night of August 21st to the night of the 22nd, 1955 in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, USA. And this is it has become you know, a part of UFO lore and has been widely discussed in the realm of paranormal and extraterrestrial phenomena. Uh, by the way, just was say Keith did an amazing, he was a researcher for this whole episode. He did a great job. Well, fair play to you. Thanks, man. You did a great job. Uh, so now let's give it a go. Let's get into it. Hopkinsville, Kentucky is the county seat of Christian County in western Kentucky, about 15 miles north of the Tennessee border. The town boasts a friendly community with a great mix of rural charm and notable architecture. For decades, the Kelly Incident, as it has become known, has captured the popular imagination around the world. The community of Kelly, Kentucky, now actually celebrates the anniversary of the event every August with their very own Kelly Little Green Men Days Festival. So, it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it? I know, what a name, you know. <laughs> so, uh, if you're ever in the area, pop on over. If you've ever been, let us know. I, I, I looked up that uh, that festival. It looks great. It's real, uh, yeah, real family friendly. A lot of fun. It happens every August. I think they missed the last two though because right, of COVID. COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I hope they get back at it. Um, yeah, but yeah, if you're at it, yeah, let us know. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's a hoot and holler. Uh, by the way, I also want to note that uh, before we begin, Hopkinsville, the town of Hopkinsville, sits along the 37th parallel, which ufologists, which is a real word, claim that if you follow that line, the 37th parallel north across America and the world, you will find the frequency of UFO shit uh, all along that line is a, it's a higher frequency mm. than anywhere else in the world along this line. That's interesting. Is it? Yeah, it is. I mean, you could also say that maybe there's probably some more populated areas around there. So mm. that's why there's more UFO stuff seen. But uh, who knows? Anyway, there's a like some uh, I, I'm blanking on his name, but the guy did write a book called The 37 Parallel about all right. these UFO incidents yeah, yeah, yeah. that happened like along this this line, which is interesting. That is interesting. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Swiftly moving on. So our story today actually takes place about seven miles north of Hopkinsville. So just dis disregard everything I said about it. <laughs> 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 and happened on the Sutton family farm of Kelly, Kentucky. Kelly being the town. As the sun dipped below the horizon on Sunday, August 21st, 1955, everyone was at the Sutton family's farmhouse. That was eight adults and three children. They were all inside the house for the night. It was a clear night, hot and full of mosquitoes, with a full moon illuminating the farm. The house was busier than usual. Elmer Lucky Sutton, which was a name he got by having the letters L-U-C-K-Y tattooed on the fingers of his left hand, which uh, is, yes, very, very cool. Uh, he was a young man in his early 20s who was visiting his mother, Glennie Langford, and his three younger half-siblings from a second marriage. And this was all the farmhouse where he grew up in. He was on break from his job with a traveling carnival. Look, he was there with his wife, Vera, and their friends, Billy Ray and June Taylor, who also worked in a carnival. 
they were with him for the weekend. Carnies galore. <laughs> Known far and wide as trustworthy people. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so we can believe everything they say. And his brother, John, Charlie, JC, Sutton, and his wife, Aline, plus Aline's brother, O.P. Baker, were also there that night. That's a lot of people. It was, yeah, it was a full house, man. Especially because it's only the mother, Glennie, and her three children who actually live there. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got her elder son from her first marriage, his wife, and then his brother, and then it's like all these other people, and their buddies. And like, I know you're going to get into speaking about the actual, the size of the farmhouse now, what it's like, but yeah. these, like, this wasn't just a quick visit. They weren't here just for one night to be like, hey, how's it going? We're here for the night while the carnival's passing through. They were there for like, I think a month. Yeah, maybe a little longer, but they were there for like a good long time. Yeah, uh, just hanging out. So there's a lot of them there for this. Right. And yeah, this is a very little house. Yes, this is a small uh, place. They were all staying in the actual house where events occurred was very small. So the farmhouse was a quaint single story frame structure topped with a corrugated iron roof measuring about 35 feet by 15 feet. That's a pretty like for this event of people that's small. It's tight. It's cozy. The house was split into two primary rooms by a passage known locally as the dog walk. On one side was the bedroom, and on the other side was the living room, which had a kitchen added on to the rear. Like, the bedroom. There was, a, there was one. <laughs> yeah. With, what, 11 people? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a screen door at both ends, ends of the house, neither of which had a lock. So, no telephone or radio present in the house. The living room was warmed by a fireplace, while the bedroom relied on an iron stove for heat. Cooking took place on a kerosene stove, and water was drawn from the backyard well. On the night in question, the group had just finished eating a hearty supper prepared by Miss Glennie Lankford. Billy Ray had ventured to the backyard well to get a drink of water, a sup of water, while the rest were settling in for a game of cards to finish off the evening. Suddenly, Billy Ray dashed back into the house, spinning quite a tail about spotting a circular metallic thing streaked with rainbow hues gliding across the sky above the farm. He swore, it abruptly halted mid-air and then nosedived straight to the ground, vanishing into a 40-foot trench at the field's edge. Now, unsurprisingly, the group thought he was talking out of Zars. They thought he was talking shite. The group, they just brushed it off. They said, yeah, yeah, whatever. Go smoke another one. He was known for his pranks. Yeah, yeah, he was a real talker. Yeah. You know, they said they you just you saw a shooting star or whatever. I saw my first shooting star, by the way, the other night. First what? time Your ever. first one? Yeah, ever. How was that only your first time? I know. 33? 33, yes. Yeah. First time I've ever seen a shooting star at Saturday night. It was really cool. Dude, you need to look up more. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what they thought uh, Billy Ray had seen. And they were like, oh, yeah, whatever. No one entertained the idea of delving into deciding, uh, you know, talking again, just seeing like he was playing a prank on them. Now, it should be noted, Billy Ray, he was a liar, but he also said for years leading up to this, Billy Ray and people in the area had said they'd reported weird sightings at night, lights, strange sounds, shadows, just odd kind of things. Now, when you live in the countryside, that's pretty regular to see lights, weird things. Well, maybe not lights, but like just weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just nature. Like you yeah. see a weird thing, it's just the shadow of a deer yeah. or an animal or whatever. Yeah. Like there is, there is a creepiness, I suppose, when you live in a town or a city, there is a creepiness to being out in nature because you're just not used to it. Yeah, I think like the darkness and the uh, the silence plays with you. Yeah, 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 it does. It plays tricks on your mind. Yeah, yeah. It plays tricks on your fucking mind, man. Like the town we're in now is, it's quite built up, but when mm. we were younger, it was, it was fields. It was I remember we used to go out in the fields when we were young, out Great at dusk. Times. Great yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But it was like when it got dusk and it got dark, like you'd you'd see stuff moving, like yeah, you know? yeah, it was cool. It yeah. was so cool. I really, man, every kid should grow up like near the, in the countryside or like near the countryside as well yeah, to yeah. be able to like run around the fields and stuff like that. It really makes us for great great yeah. memories and stuff. Like that. Yeah. You learn a lot and yeah. you love them. Anyway, yeah, it's like I digress. <laughs> we both did. Yeah. But Billy was still visibly shaken by what he had seen, more so than usual. But the group were like, yeah, whatever, and they continued on with their game of cards until it was suddenly interrupted by the violent barks from the family dog. Lucky and Billy Ray went to the back door to see what was wrong with the dog. He was roaring at the back. The dog, the brave protector of the house, then put his tail between his legs and dipped back into the house, not to be seen again until the next day. The dog, whatever it had seen, yeah. it didn't want to see it no more. He was just like shouting, hey, 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 <laughs> yeah. hey. You got this? Good, I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, I'm tapping out. <laughs> So Lucky and Billy Ray thought, what the hell was out there and feeling this was a bit weird. They started heading to the well where Billy Ray had just been to investigate what the dog had been barking at. Probably just, who knows, an animal, deer, raccoon, whatever. When something stopped them dead in their tracks. They claimed to have seen a glowing object approaching from the woods behind the house. As it got closer, they realized it was a short humanoid figure. It stood at roughly three and a half feet in stature and had a head that was remarkably round and significantly large in proportion to its body. Its arms stretched nearly down to the ground and it had immense talons at the end of its fingers. Big hands, big old claws. The eyes were much larger than those of a human, emitting a yellowish glow which was positioned neither directly forward nor completely sideways. They rested midway between, so it was hard to tell if it was looking at you or looking for you. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> the entire being appeared to be fashioned from silver metal, emitting an eerie luminescence in the darkness. The creature raised its hands as if in surrender and continued towards the men and the house. Lucky shouted out some colorful language and the two men ran back inside the house, which I think I would have done too. In fact, I probably just would have kept running. Yeah, yeah. I literally would have shot my pants yeah, if I'd seen that. I wonder what kind of colorful language it was in the 50s though. Gosh, gosh, darn you. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> what, heck, what the heck and heck are you? you know? They slammed the door behind them as they fled into the house, terrified out of their minds. And immediately they did what any of us would do. Grab the biggest fucking gun you can get. They grabbed their guns for protection. Lucky, he armed himself with a 20 gauge shotgun and Billy grabbed a 22 rifle and they stood guard at the doors waiting for the creature to appear. Come here and surrender so we can shoot you when you <laughs> approach the house again. We'll see this time and time again as we go through this. Like, Lucky, he's, he's very, uh, he's trigger happy. He loves, his, he loves his hell gun. Yeah, do not blame him. The rest of the group came in to see what all the commotion was about, and Lucky tried to explain the otherworldly goblin they had just witnessed. They were trying to figure out if the two men were just trying to play a, like a prank on them and why they were going to such an extent to play a joke when they saw a figure about three feet tall appear in the doorway out of the darkness. Glennie screamed and everyone then came running. Billy Ray shot at the would-be intruder, piercing a hole in the screen door. The men claimed the creature somersaulted backwards and scurried away into the darkness, again at the side of the house. Parkour! Parkour! <laughs> <laughs> the men then went into the living room, joining the women and JC, where they tried to compose themselves, they barely had any time to catch their breath when another creature appeared at the window with a pair of glowing eyes and a set of, oh man, 
Just imagine that looking in the window at you. Just the, the tapping. Yeah, yeah. tap, tap, tap. Always glow. Oh man, that yeah. is. With the big long talons, like yeah. the, the eyes glowing uh, yellowish. Oh, that is yeah. terrifying. JC, now in possession of a 20 gauge shotgun, took aim through the window pane and fired a round. In swift succession, Billy Ray unleashed another shot. Yet again, they, they hit the creature, causing it to execute a sweet backflip before bolted away in retreat. I come in peace, but also to show these sweet ass backflips. <laughs> <laughs> Sick backflip, bro. Yeah. Billy then cautiously stepped out onto the porch to see if he had hit the creature. He stood under the small overhanging roof, and just as he was about to step down into the yard, a claw-like hand extended down from the rooftop, brushing his hair. That'd be Hit. terrifying. Yeah, that's that's scary shit. I, I like your hair. Yeah, <laughs> can I have some of your hair? <laughs> his wife, Aline, screamed, swiftly grabbed Billy and pulled him back inside. Lucky pushed past Billy and ran outside, aiming his gun towards the rooftop. Lock it on leash. He aimed at the creature and shot it, which caused it to tumble off the roof. But when it landed, it just ran off into the woods, seemingly unharmed. Billy then yelled, There's one up in the tree too! Lucky took aim at the maple tree and shot, knocking the creature off the limb. But it just floated down to the ground. Lucky and Billy shot at it again as it landed on the ground, but it just screwed off into the weeds. Just as the creature had disappeared, another one, or perhaps the same one, came around the northwest corner of the house right in front of Lucky. Lucky brought the shotgun down and aimed it point blank at the creature's chest and fired. As the bullet bounced off the humanoid, the shot rang out and sounded like a hammer hitting an anvil. Once again, the creature flipped over, got up, and ran away into the darkness. Not a bother on it. It was like whack-a-mole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just like creatures Crazy. popping up all over it. Again, like I said, like don't know if it was one or multiple ones or not, but it just kept on popping up and they just yeah. kept on shooting, but <laughs> just kept on coming back. Throughout this whole gunfight, the creatures made absolutely no noise. From the sketches made by the group to police after, it seemed like they had a thin slit where the mouth would be. However, it never opened and no sound came out. The only noise that was made by them was when they rustled through the weeds and the bushes. The group also recalls a slight tapping and scraping sound on the metal corrugated roof as the points of their talons dragged lightly across it as they floated. That's horrifying. That's a creepy ass sound. The group said it was impossible to tell if there were several of them or only one or two that would disappear and then quickly reappear somewhere else. They did state, however, that they only ever seen one at a time and the creatures were capable of extremely quick speed. When they approached the house, they had an upright posture and moved slowly and gently floated. However, once they were shot at, they flipped onto all fours and could move at great speeds. Man. I that crawling at you on all fours oh, like a yeah. spider. Yeah, yeah. Just like you shoot it, like, whoop, and tick, 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 yeah. Gone. yeah. Oh, man. This is more horrifying the more I think about it. I know. <laughs> they never, however, like seem to show any hostile behavior and seem to make no attempt to retaliate to being shot at. They also didn't seem to have any interest in entering the house, only standing at the door or window and watching the people inside. However, they were not taking any chances. And after a direct shot from a shotgun appeared to have done zero damage, they decided it was time to abandon the house, pile everyone into the trucks, and get the hell out of the Dodge by heading for Hopkinsville Police Station at top speed. Believers and non-believers have one thing in common. The Sutton family were extremely and genuinely scared. The chief of police was quoted saying, Something scared those people. Something beyond reasons. Nothing ordinary. He also pointed out that even coming to Hopkinsville for help was significant. 
These aren't the kind of people who normally run to the police for help. When they feel themselves threatened, what they do is reach for their guns. However, with their guns having no effect, they needed to reach out to the police department. There is also objective proof that the fear was, was genuine. One of the investigators that rode back to Kelly with Billy had medical experience, and he noted that Billy was pale, almost hysterical, and observed a rapid pulse beat in his neck, which he timed. The rate was 140 per minute, which is twice the normal. Hughes quoted as saying, Maybe the boy could pretend to be frightened in some ways, but I don't know how he could make his heart beat twice as fast as usual. Love that word, like, he's sitting in the car having a panic attack, and some guy's sitting beside him looking at his neck going, Tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're making it worse, man. <laughs> yeah, this will make even better. <laughs> At the police station, officers reacted promptly to the family's unusual conduct. They radioed Kentucky State Police Headquarters in Madisonville, issuing orders to the on-duty state troopers and those at home to head to the station and then proceed to Kelly. Pretty much everybody was called. At the same time, a deputy from the Christian County Sheriff's Office, situated in the same building, were dispatched also, while the staff photographer from the Kentucky New Era newspaper was alerted. Over the phone, Chief Greenwell received startling news from the desk sergeant. A spaceship has landed at Kelly. Unconvinced, Chief Greenwell responded, If this is your idea of a joke, it's not mine. But as the sergeant reiterated the seriousness of the situation, Chief Greenwell learned that state police units were en route to the farmhouse, led by one of the Sutton cars to show them the way. Interestingly, shortly before all of this, there was a documented incident involving meteors that very same night, a state police officer recounted hearing what sounded like artillery fire or whining meteors while at Shady Oaks, a restaurant a few miles from Hopkinsville in the direction of Kelly. He managed to glimpse two of these meteors descending from the southwest in the general direction of the Sutton Farm. Initially, right after the Kelly incident, the officer firmly asserted that these were no ordinary meteors. He pointed out they were larger, brighter, and made a noise unlike the meteors he had observed earlier in the month. You kind of said earlier as well, like this is all just one account of this, but this has been going on for months, mm. where there's been multiple accounts of people seeing strange things in the, so in the sky, similar yeah. to these, uh, what he witnessed with the meteor, just these bright flashes in the sky with nearly these rainbow streaks behind it. Right. But there's multiple accounts around this area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People had seen weird things um, like shortly before this happened. It's very, very strange. So the timeline of the investigators' arrivals in Kelly isn't well-defined, but an influx of activity quickly occurred at the farmhouse. Cars, people, voices, footsteps, lights, flashlights, and firearms all converged. Alongside those previously mentioned, a contingent of at least four military police from Fort Campbell, a Madisonville newspaper reporter, Deputy Sheriff Bats and his car, the new era photographer and his wife, and even a few curious members of the public who had caught wind of the buzz, joined the unfolding... Fucking everybody was showing up to the doorstep at this point. I know, everyone had their dog. But like, this was in the middle of the night as well. Yeah, yeah, right. Just like, hopping in the car, where are we going? It's like, oh, I don't know, there's something happening. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. We have literally nothing else to do. Yeah. This is like 1955 <laughs> in Kentucky. Even with the presence of police officers and an array of illuminations from headlights and flashlights, none of the family members dared re-enter the house until it underwent a thorough search. Under Chief Greenwell's oversight, an exhaustive examination unfolded, encompassing the house, yard, and outbuildings. Though it wasn't overtly mentioned, they did look for signs of alcohol. I see you guys having some hooch out here, a little moonshine out in the Kentucky wilds. They found absolutely zero yeah. intoxicants, alcohol, whatever at all out there. 
Lucky's mum, she wouldn't allow alcohol in the house. Really? Yeah, yeah. She was like adamant about it. Just okay. Like, now we're drinking in the house. None of that crap. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So she there was you go. Straight, straight down the middle. So there's nothing, yeah, you know, on, on, on the fourth. They weren't off their tits or nothing. Yeah, no. Tension hung in the air. And Chief Greenwell emphasized the peculiar ambience of that night. He said in and around the whole area, the house, the fields that night, there was a weird feeling. The sensation wasn't solely unease. It was a collective sentiment that even individuals known for bravery acknowledged. Everybody felt the atmosphere, the air around the Kelly farm was off. Yeah, yeah. Something strange. Yeah. You feel it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was on edge, and at one point, someone accidentally stepped on a cat's tail. The cat let out a screech. Chief Greenwell said, You never saw so many pistols unholstered so fast in your life. The first arriving officer had noted shotgun shells in the front yard, but they weren't collected. A square hole in the screen prompted initial jokes among skeptics, but apart from that, no trace of evidence was spotted. They didn't find any footprints, aliens, spaceships. There was no reported sightings of little men in the fields or in the woods. They saw no evidence of what the what the people in the Kelly farmhouse had, had been talking about. Yeah. The, re- the reason that the skeptics are so like honed in on this square hole in the screen door was they were farmers, and one of the main things that they farmed was tobacco. And, you know, when you're growing tobacco plants, you need to have a stick to keep the plant up. Right. So yeah. they had a lot of these square sticks lying around so they were kind of joking saying oh they're making this up they weren't shooting they just poked a hole through the screen door mm-hmm. to make it look like they shot through it instead yeah. of actually doing it but if you get a screen door if you try to poke it off like you have to do it with some force yeah it's, it's a metal thing you're not going to get through with a piece of wood you're going to knock the whole screen off yeah, you need something yeah, yeah, coming yeah. quick and with force like a shotgun hill like a shotgun shooting through yeah, the yeah. screen door yes exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Gradually, however, the investigators departed, carrying with them their vehicles, flashlights, and varying degrees of skepticism. They pledged to return at first light to come back and take another look. By around 2, 2.15am, the Suttons found themselves once again alone in the farmhouse. Despite their lingering fear of what they'd seen, what had happened, everything, they attempted to find solace and rest for the few remaining errors. The surroundings, the woods, fields, the yard were once again plunged back into darkness. And then, the little men returned. Oh! And we will pick up with part two next week. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for a man. It's good. Yeah, cliffhanger. This they a, came back. It's a great story, man. It it's, is, it's actually, yeah. I know like this is like the most, one of the most famous like sightings in America because mm-hmm. there's so much detail to it. Yeah. But it's not the first sighting mm. in, in America. The actual, the very first recorded sighting was on March 1st, uh, 1639. 1639, wow. So John Winthorpe uh, began documenting the experiences of his fellow Puritans in his diary as they established a fresh life in America. Uh, As governor of the Massachusetts uh, Bay Colony, he recounted an odd event that had stirred the English immigrants. So in his entry, Winthorpe detailed how James Everell, uh, along with two others, were rowing a boat in the Muddy River, which flowed through the marshes and joined the Charles River Tidal Basin. Okay. Uh, so they spotted this large uh, light in the night sky. He said, so a quote from him, when it stood still, it flamed up and it was about three yards square. Wow. The governor then reported when it ran, it contracted into a figure of a swine. Wow. So I guess I like, didn't really have like much reference to... Like, I guess he said, like, when it went quick, I guess it went kind of oval shape. Yeah. And shot off, like, well, like, 
back in like the 1600s, like, what are you going to reference? Yeah, a exactly. To? Yeah, you exactly. You, you it like, know, ah, it was like a pig. <laughs> yeah, it was a pig or an angel. Like you, it's yeah. You, there's no yeah. No right. idea. Exactly. So this happened for about uh, two to three hours, and then the mysterious light just rapidly traversed between them and Charlestown Village. Approximately, it was about two miles away. Okay, so this happened just outside Boston. Yes, yeah, just outside Boston. Uh, many others, they also confirmed seeing the light as per Winthorpe. And when the eerie apparition vanished, the three Puritans in the boat were amazed to discover themselves a mile upstream, seemingly mm. transported by the light with like no memory of tie of rowing against the tide. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That was the very first. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so they've been there a while. You've heard of her first, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, man. All right. Um, so, yeah, it's a crazy story. It's... um. You can see how it's, it's super um, influential in pop culture. Like, I, when I was, you know, going through this, I just kept thinking of Signs, which is, uh, I really like that movie. We talked about it before, but uh, I love that movie. The ending sucks. The aliens, uh, spoiler alert, the aliens are, like, allergic to water or whatever. What? <laughs> Sorry to ruin a 20-year-old movie. <laughs> but I, I think until the ending, Signs is great. Like, the atmosphere and the tension is building yeah. up. It's got really, like, they're not, I wouldn't call them jump scares. Like, do you know when the alien comes out from behind the bush? Yeah. Oh, that's, man, that scared a lot. It scared me. And I think yeah. it scared a lot of people when he's watching the Brazilian, like, Vamanos children. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's... It's just done so well where it's not quite a jump scare, but it kind of is. It is. It's, it's, yeah. it's just done really well. Yeah. Like. Or or the scene um, when, yeah, his daughter comes into him in the middle of the night. She's like, there's a monster inside my room. Mm. Can I have a glass of water? Yeah. He goes in and he puts his daughter back down to bed and they're talking about like his dead wife or blah, 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 blah. And then they're talking and then Mel Gibson's character is like, he's talking to her. He glances up at the window and he sees the alien standing on the roof staring yes. at him. Yeah, yeah. That was, that scene kept, yeah. like, because that's pretty what they seen, like seeing things standing, staring at them, mm. like at the window. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yikes. That's what I have to say to that. <laughs> All right, folks, uh, here, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, means the world to me and Keith. We appreciate mm-hmm. you, each and every one of you. Um, and yeah, here, listen, we will continue with part two next week. But until then, please take care of each other and yourselves. Because guess what? I love you. I love you too. Yeah, it is. All right, my guy. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm a bit of a creeper. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lurker on social media. I think actually I, somebody asked me, somebody did tweet at me earlier on today, uh, if you are on social media, and I said, no, absolutely not. I forbid him. <laughs> Get back in your kitchen, yeah, dog. exactly. Yeah, quite <laughs> hard.